in the Mike Vrabel era, in his tenure as the head coach for the Titans. We've seen one of these by by my estimation, and it's a sink or swim moment for Vrabel. Welcome into the Hot Read Podcast for Wednesday, February 8th. I'm your host, Easton Freeze, director of published content here at broadwaysportsmedia.com. We're also brought to you by the 440 Podcast Network, and I am joined today, as always, by producer JT. JT, how are you? I'm good. What a day we've had today with, you know, me and you deciding to be spontaneous tonight. And we're like, let's go see a Preds game tonight. So we bought sure. our tickets thinking yeah. we we're going to have an easy day. And then the Titans were like, no, that's not going to happen. We're just going to dump everything <laughs> on you today. Uh, so I'm excited yeah. to be here nonetheless. That's exactly what's happening. To let you behind the curtain just a bit. We're uh, we're recording this right before we're supposed to be going to the Preds game, like JT said. And so we are in a bit of a rush, but we had to jump on the podcast today. And let me just explain to you a little bit. We're having to reshuffle the schedule. Um, I This is what happens when I, I promise on our last show on Monday that we were going to have a very regular schedule going forward. Well, we have to shuffle because of the Titans big news dump today. So instead of doing our James Foster draft pod today, um, on Wednesday morning, as we said we were going to, and as we're going to most every Wednesday for the next couple of weeks, we're going to push that to Thursday morning. So we're going to have this emergency pod this morning on Wednesday, talking about all of the Titans hires. Then Thursday morning, we'll be back with James Foster going through some draft topics. And then on Friday, we'll be back again with a special guest to talk about some Super Bowl best bets, as well as I'm sure dive into more of the fallout surrounding the Titans news today as they hired a slew of new coaches, essentially almost rounding out their uh, their coaching staff for the 2023 season. So we're going to dive straight in. We're going to, and you know, if you listen to the show at all, coming from me, it's usually a lie, but we are going to keep this uh, a shorter episode, not because I say so, um, but because it has to be, because we're not going to make the game we bought tickets to if we don't. So I promise this one will actually be shorter. We're going to try to cover as much ground as humanly possible in about 30 minutes. Um, the Titans, a lot of, lot of moves today. We're going to go through all of them. We'll, we'll start with the big one, JT. Can you can you start us out with this first hire? Yeah, and it's probably the biggest one on the day. It's got to be the Titans promoting Tim Kelly to the offensive coordinator position. Yeah, so Tim Kelly was the in-house uh, candidate for the Titans for the offensive coordinator position. Coming into the offseason, he was the only guy really being considered for that role that was on the staff last year. And he, um, despite many in recent weeks thinking that the Titans would go with an exterior candidate in Charles London or Eric Bieniemy or Matt Nagy, they end up going with Tim Kelly. It was a bit of a surprise to many. It wasn't really all that surprising to me. And frankly, I don't think it should have been all that surprising because Last I checked, Mike Vrabel is still the head coach of this football team. Um, but but yeah, he he gets hired, and uh, Mike Vrabel actually just before we we're recording this, hopped on with the media to talk about uh, all the moves they made today. Which, by the way, a lot of internal moves to the dismay of many. But you know what? It should make very easy in 2023. JT collaborating. They should be great collaborators in 2023. Going along with their theme ever since they brought in Rand Carthon, they uh they already are acquainted. Don't even have to learn each other's names. They can get right to the collaborating. So good for them. I can see where they're going with this. Mike Rebel said in his press conference when asked about Tim Kelly, he said um that when he heard in interviews with Kelly what he would have done different, the things he would change for this team as an offensive coordinator and the things that he would do going forward, um 
it was it was the things that he laid out in his plan for this team in the future if he were to get the role that really won him the job and won over Coach Vrabel. And, and that Kelly's history with working with different schemes in Houston was one of the aspects of his resume that really resounded with, with, with Mike Vrabel and made him decide that Kelly was the ultimate best choice for the job. For Taylor Lewan's part, he said on Twitter, still technically a member of the Tennessee Titans, he said that Tim Kelly is the right man for the job. It sounds like, according to what Mike Vrabel said in his press conference, um, Ryan Tannehill also very excited about this move. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that comment and the ramifications of that comment later in the show. But I understand the numerous reactions from folks today, and that's really what I'm going to break down here in detail. There are three different types of reactions, primary reactions to this hiring news. And um, I think that some of them are appropriate and some are not. The appropriate reaction is to be underwhelmed or a little disappointed. Totally fair. So there's some nuance here to my take. As with many of my takes, I, I'm not the hot take artist that many in the media are. And so that gets me in hot water with many online who want me to be very black and white about things or or seemingly can't understand things unless they are in black and white terms. And so anything I say with any amount of nuance gets taken out of proportion uh, or gets blown out of, out of proportion, taken out of context, misunderstood, misconstrued. And it's frustrating for me, but I'm not going to change the way that I operate because I think that that me doing my job at its best is me giving you, first of all, my honest opinion on things. I've also had a number of people online today for some reason accuse me of saying things that I don't really believe just to get a rise out of people. If you think that about me, first of all, you you don't you clearly don't know me or my work. And secondly, if there is no easier way to lose my respect than to claim that I'm a hot take artist because if you listen to my work at all, you know that I'm constantly ragging on hot take artists as fools and morons and uh, you know cheap grifters. Um, so that's not what we're doing here. And if there's anything that I say that you disagree with, that's fine. Disagree with me. Like JT disagrees with me all the time. Everyone I know disagrees with me all the time. If you agree with everything I say, that that's concerning to me. So I'm glad that we disagree, but don't accuse people of uh, who are trying to do their job of not believing what they're what they say to get a rise out of people. Unless they are, there are some folks like you know Jared Stillman, for example, who do that a lot here in town. But um, that's that's not me. And so I really do believe what I'm about to tell you. I think that being over or underwhelmed and a little bit disappointed with this hire is totally feasible. And a big part of that is because for the past month, Titans media have been hyping up the fact that the Titans could go with an exterior hire with somebody on the outside coming in, especially the two candidates from Kansas city that had been narrowed down as, as probably at the top of the list here in recent weeks, there was a lot of hubbub and excitement around the idea that this team could really change a lot this offseason, right? You saw a lot of firings from the coaching staff. You saw the firing of John Robinson and bringing in a, a very different guy in Rand Carthon. There was so much momentum here or perceived momentum from a lot of folks in the direction of this team changing a lot about who they are and what their identity is in 2023, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And with this in-house hire, that fact alone seems to have taken the wind out of the sails of many fans. And I think that's fair. If if you aren't jazzed by this, this hire, I think that that is, is a fair take. I'm not exactly um, excited about the hire. I, I'm very lukewarm. And again, here's the nuance, right? Like I'm not thinking that Tim Kelly is a great hire, but I also don't think he's a, a terrible hire. Like many, many seem to think. I don't think that hiring him is going to change dramatically the, the trajectory of this team going into next year. I don't think that at all. 
I'm really just confused. Why, why were people, we weren't talking this way on this show, JT, but, but I had one person respond to me on Twitter explaining why they were disappointed, basically saying that everyone had been hyping up the, the chiefs guys as potential offensive coordinator um, fill-ins on podcasts and radio shows and in articles for the past couple of weeks, telling, telling everybody that they would, you know, be the best thing for the Titans. And it, there's a likelihood that they come in and change a lot of the identity of this team. And so this person was just left feeling like the air was let out of their balloon a little bit. And I, and I get that totally, but, but why did people convince themselves over the past month that this team was going to radically change their offensive identity? Why, why would we think like, like I said earlier, Mike Vrabel is still the head coach of this team, right? Did I miss where he got fired, where he's no longer in charge of the coaching staff Did I miss where he's no longer ultimately in charge of the identity of this team on both sides of the ball? No, he's still the coach. Then, then you shouldn't be surprised by this move at all. And you shouldn't be surprised by the fact that it doesn't look like the Titans are going to become a Kansas City Chiefs, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati style, pass first, pass heavy, pass often offense that, that you know, abandons the run and changes their philosophy on, on the outside and changes the way that they play the quarterback position and gets away from play. Like all of these things that you may want for the Titans offensively, Mike Vrabel's still the coach. So it, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me for you to be surprised by that. So those are two of the reactions. Overwhelmed, totally fair. Or no, overwhelmed, goodness. Underwhelmed, totally fair. Su surprised, I think that that's uh, at best a little ignorant of you. The third is upset. And here's here's the crux of, of my position on this that's going to probably make the most people frustrated or at the very least many will disagree with me but i think it's true and i think it's going to as we as we distance ourselves from the news of the day as we get into the off season and see the moves and, and hear coaches talking in july and august and see the progression of this team and then get into next season i think that i'm going to be proven right on this who who was the guy that people were convinced this year jt was calling all the good plays tim kelly who was the guy that a lot of folks before last year even began, who was the guy that people wanted to be the offensive coordinator going into next season? Tim Kelly. And then who was the guy who in 2021, before Todd Downing was ever hired, was the guy that Mike Vrabel tried to hire away from Houston, was denied that access by the team, and many folks were excited about the idea that he could be the offensive coordinator and then disappointed when ultimately that was blocked. Could it be... Tim Kelly, who perhaps guided Davis Mills to a franchise rookie record for passing yards, maybe? Yeah, it's it's that guy. And now who's the offensive coordinator? Tim Kelly. And everyone's upset. I, I find it very funny that we just spent months and months of people it, it, desperately every single day of the regular season begging for Tim Kelly to be the offensive coordinator for this team. And now the second that he is the offensive coordinator, the sky is falling. Now, that, that's the tweet that's gotten me in the, in the most hot water with a lot of folks today. And I have to explain, there's some nuance here. Like, I don't think it's a great hire. It's really not a take, right? Like, I'm just explaining in that tweet, I'm just laying out two facts. People wanted him to be OC all season. Now he is, and people are upset. I think that's funny. Just on paper, that's that's a funny thing that has happened. And, and yeah, I don't think it's nearly as bad a hire as many people claim, or not claim, but as many people think that it is. But but we can disagree on that. I, I do think it's fair to say that, that it's a it's a funny turn of events. And I also think it's, fair for me to point out that 
while many are coming back at that tweet today and that sentiment from not just me, I saw Buck Rising express this sentiment as well. Many are retorting with the idea that, well, fans and media alike were calling for Tim Kelly to be the offensive coordinator all season because he was an in-house candidate and he was the most logical and really the only possible guy to take over for Downing if you were to fire in midseason. And while that's true, he would have been the only reasonable hire in that capacity during the regular season. I don't think it's fair. I, I, I think it's revisionist history and prisoner of the moment nonsense for many folks to now suddenly say that, well, yeah, we wanted him to be the OC during the season, but we, we didn't really want it to be the OC full time because those same folks, a large subsection at the very least of those folks are the same exact people that fit those three boxes we just laid out. Those folks wanted him to be OC during the season last year, before the season last year. They wanted him to be OC before the, before last season, before the, the 2021 season. He's the guy that those same folks were saying when the Titans were, were seven and three or seven and two was the guy calling all of the good plays last year. So, so pardon me if I don't believe you that all along you didn't actually think Tim Kelly would be a decent offensive coordinator hire. I think you're just upset because you got your hopes up that things would be changing dramatically. And now that they've hired somebody in-house, which, by the way, is not an admission that everything's going to be the same. People seem to think that we're, with the hiring of Tim Kelly, nothing offensively for the Titans is going to change, which is ridiculous. But people seem to think that. You, you seem to think now with this hire alone, 2023 is a lost cause. I saw our, our buddy, friend of the show, colleague, Zach Lyons, who we love, say on Twitter and I think on his live Football and Other F-Word show today, he's already looking forward to the 2024 Titans season, which that's kind of his brand. Like, I'm not going to I'm not gonna rag too hard on him, but I am going to call him out because I know he can take it. I think that's ridiculous reactionary nonsense. I think the idea that this hire changes everything about next season is foolish and ridiculous. And, and Mike Vrabel in his press conference today, to his credit, explained as much. He, he said, and I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but he just said that, yeah, some things are going to change, uh, stay the same with Tim Kelly. Some things are going to you know carry over. We're going to have some of the same language. We'll be able to implement some of the same stuff. And in a way, that may be helpful to a, to a team. You know, When you bring in a brand new guy with a brand new scheme, that's a lot of new learning that has to go on. But he said, while some things will stay the same, a lot of things are going to change. And a lot of those changes are going to challenge the way that we as a coaching staff have to approach the way that we coach this team this year. And that's what fans want. It's what you want. And what it's what he's saying is going to happen. Now, will it happen? Is there a chance he's lying? Yeah, we've called out Mike Ribble for lying in press conferences regularly. And that's not a, 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 you know, a slight towards him. It's a coach's job to lie in press conferences. We've admitted that. But until we see it, you can't know whether he's lying or not. And if he's saying now that we are going to change some things, if he said before this press conference weeks ago that this year we want to change a lot of things about this team, we want to get better players, we want to get faster players, we want to get some new people in here, that all tracks with the idea that Tim Kelly being named the offensive coordinator isn't going to result in this team changing nothing next year. In fact, I think that it's the exact opposite and people just don't like the fact that they went with the inside hire, which again, to be underwhelmed by that is totally fair. But to all of a sudden be purely defeatist and think that the season is over because of that hire, that is a couple of steps too far. I was going back and forth on Twitter earlier today with another friend of the show, Sam Phelan over at A to Z, talking about how I think, you know, he he's he's 
taking the position today that that this hire is, you know, upsetting. And also the idea that fans can change their opinion of what Tim Kelly could be as an offensive coordinator from the regular season to to now not thinking that he would be a very good offensive coordinator is a fair take. And my response to him was that if you've shifted your perspective on what Tim Kelly is capable of based on the 2022 season, a year in which his actual role was a complete mystery, the personnel situation on this team was a five alarm fire and the offensive coordinator who was over him was a complete and utter train wreck. I think that's pretty foolish. Now, I'm not saying his 2022 season as the passing game coordinator for the Titans is a good element of his resume. I'm just saying I think that it's fair that that year should be stricken from the record and we should focus more on what Tim Kelly has done in his career previous. Because for all of those reasons I just laid out, there's a lot of things you can point to and say, well, yeah, it was a bad year for a staff that he was a part of. But but was it his fault? Is it a fair reflection on his capabilities as an offensive coordinator? I, I don't think that it is. And, and Sam, to his credit, replied that he, think, he thinks it's less about what Kelly is or isn't capable of and more about what the Titans do or don't need. And I think that that's a, a much more coherent discussion. Maybe we'll have him on the show to talk about it um, at some point this this week. But he 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 says that he thinks it has more to do with what the Titans potentially need in an offensive coordinator and less to do with what Kelly can be for them. And I think that's fair. And there's, there's a discussion to be had there and I'm on the same page with him on that front. He may not be what the Titans need from an offensive philosophy standpoint, but a lot of the outrage today and in the coming days, I'm sure is, is a reaction to what Kelly himself means as a hire. And I think that that is reactionary nonsense. My final point on this, JT, is is simply the fact that, and you can say this isn't a fact, fine, technically it's not, but I think that there is a 99.9% chance that this is a true thing, and we'll never get to know the answer to it, but logic dictates that it's true. If Tim Kelly hadn't been hired by the Titans to be their passing game coordinator before last season, if he'd stayed with the Texans or gone somewhere else or taken a year off or, or whatever, and then been named the offensive coordinator for the Titans going into this 2023 season, the vast, vast majority of folks would at the very least be content with this hire. And many, I'm sure, would probably resoundingly approve of this move. I think that Kelly's unknown impact and involvement in, in the disaster of a season last year, that that in disaster, by the way, was both on and off the field. We cannot underestimate the 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 impact that the players available and the level of play on the field. Um, really dictated a lot of how last season went in, in addition to poor coaching. But all of those things should not dramatically sway your opinion of Tim Kelly's ability to be the offensive coordinator for this team. Let's move on to another hire today that was also in the discussion for the offensive coordinator position in Charles London. He was hired as the pass game coordinator and quarterbacks coach. So basically kind of taking the role that Tim Kelly was in last year as well, becoming the quarterback's coach. He previously served as the Falcons QB coach and was the offensive coordinator in the senior bowl last week for team America in which they lost 27 to 10. A couple other things on his resume here. He previously served as the running backs coach for Chicago and as well as Houston in Houston where Mike Rabel was. So that is the connection there. 
Yeah, I gave the Charles London hire an A on my initial grades of today's slew of hires, and it's because, well, first of all, Charles London was one of the main guys that we were anticipating could be. It was down to him and the and the Kansas City duo and Tim Kelly as the candidates for this offensive coordinator role. So I'm glad the Titans ended up bringing him in in this capacity. I think that he'll be a, a benefit for this team. He is one of those guys in this slew of hires that was brought in from the outside. So a, a fresh voice, a fresh um, perspective in the room that I think will be beneficial. And the the reason primarily behind the, the A grade that I gave this hire is that Charles London is clearly a bright guy, in my opinion, based on the fact that he's garnered the attention of a number of top head coaches around the league in recent years and gotten interviews for different jobs with teams that have recently won Super Bowls, like the Rams. So I think that if other coaches around the league, including Mike Vrabel and including, including the people who run the Senior Bowl, think that he's a guy that is an up-and-comer and, and a, a young, bright mind that deserves a chance in the NFL, the fact that the Titans got him on the staff, even without making him one of the coordinators, that's a win. I think that that's an A hire for sure. Next up here, someone who kind of has been a mixed reaction hire for the Titans today yeah. is Jason Houtling, promoted to the offensive line coach for the Titans. He joined the team and served as an offensive line assistant last year, and he spent 14 seasons before that in college co coaching, including five years as the head coach at Wagner, as well as a bunch of others serving as offensive line coach and offensive coordinator. Yeah, so my initial reaction to these hires included a D grade for Jason Houtling simply because, well, first of all, I, clearly I think it's the worst hire of this bunch, um, but that's a result of not having evidence against Houtling necessarily, but him not seeming to me to be the right man for the job for a couple of reasons. Now, to be fair, in Mike Ribble's press conference a couple of minutes ago, he said that his interview with Jason Houtling for this job was the best that he'd had in the past five years. So while my opinion on this hire is it's a poor one, I'm happy to be proven wrong by a guy that has relatively little NFL experience this season. And listen, great, great offensive and defensive minds in the NFL have to get their start somewhere. They have to come out of nowhere at some point in their career. So while I'm not sure he's the right hire for the job, clearly Mike Vrabel thinks that he is. We will see. That will bear itself out this year. The reason I'm not crazy about this hire is, first of all, he's essentially um, Keith Carter Jr. Like he was the assistant guy for Keith Carter, who I have I have defended as a good coach. He got a job with the Jets, a promotion, really. So like clearly the NFL thinks he's a good coach. But not only was he Keith Carter Jr., who wasn't vibing clearly here at the end of his run in Tennessee with the offensive uh, offensive line staff and offensive line players. I also don't really understand with the offensive line being the number one by a long shot position that the Titans have to address this year and have to get a whole heck of a lot better this year. Why would you make that the position in which you hire the least, really the least qualified guy on your staff now, or at least of this batch of hires today, very little NFL experience relative to a lot of these guys he served as an offensive line assistant last year for an offensive line that was terrible so i just i don't understand at the position where you need the most improvement as soon as humanly possible like this year why are you hiring a guy that you know doesn't have a great track record i don't really get that it's a confusing hire to me maybe i'll be proven wrong 
Moving on, let's get to a couple of quick hit guys in this seemingly Titans coach Tetris that they played today. A lot of guys moving around and other people taking each other's jobs and whatnot. We'll move on here to Tony Dews, who was moved to the tight end coach position in which he previously served as the running backs coach since all the way back to 2018. Besides that, Dews also spent 20 seasons coaching in the college ranks, including 10 seasons coaching wide receivers and tight ends. So he does have experience at this position. Yeah. Dues has clearly been around the block. I think this is a C plus B minus higher. Um, he, he has been the guy coaching Derrick Henry, not just primarily, but really kind of as a private coach in recent years, most, most practices and at camp in the summer, he's off working with Henry exclusively during a lot of the practice. So he's been Henry's guy. So I wonder what his opinion is on having his guy taken away from him. And now, the running back coach position is the only position that a major, you know, position coach job on this on this roster of Mike Vrabel's that he still has yet to fill at this point. So they are about 95 percent filled. As far as I know, this is the only big job now needing to be filled. He's going to remain in the building, shift over to the tight ends coach, kind of take the job from Tim Kelly, who Mike Vrabel explained when he was asked today about what Tim Kelly's role really was last year. He gave kind of a pseudo answer saying that he was handling a lot of the first and second down passing game uh, responsibilities, which is hilarious because they, they don't really pass a lot on first and second down. Um, so I'm not sure what all he, maybe he just had all these ideas each and every week and was disappointed on game day when they just ignored all of his plans from the week. Um, but he was in practices during the week, spending a lot of time with tight ends and essentially being a tight end assistant coach. He, now is the offensive coordinator won't be able to do that anymore so tony dues moves over from running backs coach to tight ends is going to focus on those guys and you know 10 seasons coaching tight ends in the college ranks clearly he knows a thing or two about playing uh the tight end position and coaching them up so i think it's a good hire moving on let's talk about pat o'hara who previously served as the qb coach since 2018 he is now moving to a passing game analyst position making room for the charles london hire Yeah, not a lot to say on Pat O'Hara, another guy that's been around the block with the Titans for a couple of years now. I think it's it's another C, C-plus hire, Um, not inspiring, to say the very least, a a guy that is clearly a variable guy. He's kept him around and has shuffled him around, Um, and he's moved into into a position on the coaching staff that with the Titans is famously ambiguous and vague, passing game analyst. What that means, your guess is as good as mine. Um, and we probably knowing the Titans will never find out what exactly his job is, but, um, yeah, not a whole lot to say. He's a, a meh hire. Next up here, Luke Steckel will be joining the team in a different role now as a run game analyst. He's been with the team all the way back in, since 2013, but most recently served as the tight ends coach in 2021 and 22. Yeah. So funny enough, I have a, I kind of have a relationship with his dad. Um, which dates back to when I was delivering pizzas in high school. He came in to uh, our pizza shop, and I noticed the big fat ring on his finger. That looked like a championship ring, and I was like, "What? What is that?" And he was like, "Oh, my name. My name is is Coach Steckel. I was uh, on. I was the offensive coordinator for the Titans. I believe he was the OC um, when when they went to the Super Bowl back in 2000. He he was wearing his AFC championship ring, which was sick." And then uh, he kept coming in, and I just kind of fostered a relationship with him. He actually uh, came to – in a, in a past life, JT and I uh, went to, to Belmont as music majors. So that's crazy. It's been years since then. 
but he actually came to one of our performances. So we kind of had a relationship there for a while. He was in the NFL forever. His son, now in the NFL, coaching for the Titans, is a guy that actually, was it last week that it was reported he was getting coordinator hires out west with the Chargers? Or it was one of one of the California teams that he'd, he'd been getting coordinator um, interviews with, which was kind of surprising to many because he wasn't a guy that was seen on this on this team's roster of coaches as a, as an up and comer necessarily. Um, once again, another internal guy, clearly a variable guy. Cause he's keeping him around a, a C C plus higher. Next up here, someone who we talked about on Monday's show and which was already announced by the Titans uh, this weekend is low locus, who is uh, joining the team as a defensive analyst, mostly having to do with the linebacking core. Yeah, so Lori Locust, it was actually, we, we got that wrong earlier, JT. Um, I don't know if we actually said that or not. It was announced by her and her agent. The Titans didn't announce it until today, but Lori Locust, she goes by low on Twitter, at least I'm sure in person she does as well. She was hired by the Titans this past weekend, announced today, and Mike Rabel in his press conference today mentioned that in speaking with her and interviewing her um, during the Senior Bowl, he was really, really floored by her, her technical knowledge, knowledge of the game, and uh, the, the way that she talked about the game and what she would do as, as a coach. So I think that she's another A hire, A, a minus hire. Um, we talked a lot about her in a previous episode, if you want to go back and listen to more thoughts on that. But really like bringing her in as yet another outside voice to bring some new perspective to this team. Another new hire has to be Justin Hamilton here, who also comes in as a defensive analyst. He joins the team after 11 seasons coaching in college, including two seasons as the defensive coordinator at Virginia Tech. Yeah, I give this a B plus, A minus hire as well. Once again, because he's going to be working alongside Lori Locust and others as a defensive analyst and quality control guy, and he's an outside voice. That's what we've been asking for the Titans to bring in. Mike Ribble brought in a, a, a group of three of those people in today's batch of hirings, and he seems to have a really fantastic track record in the college ranks. We'll see if it transitions into the NFL, but I really like the hire simply because he's an outside voice. Rounding out the hires here today, let's talk about one who maybe is right below Tim Kelly in, in, in importance on this roster here of new hires. It has to be Chris Harris, who is now officially hired as the defensive pass game coordinator as well as the cornerbacks coach. He has 17 years of NFL experience, nine as a coach and eight as a player. And barring a backdoor exit here, as he is interviewing for the Houston Texans defensive maybe coordinator job. We don't, we don't know. It's we reported don't know. that he's yeah. that the Texans are interested, but we don't know if he's taken the interview or not. He's he's lost out on the 49ers job, who hired someone else and went into a different direction earlier Steve today. Wilkes, by the way. Steve Wilkes. Total side notes. Really happy for him. He's the guy that, if you don't know, uh, coached up the Carolina Panthers as the interim coach this year. Many thought that he deserved that job. They went with Frank Reich. I'm glad he gets a landing spot out there as a coordinator on a team that defensive coordinators have had a really nice track record of, of um, ex excelling and getting head coaching jobs coming out of San Fran. So very happy for him. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, you're good. And Chris Harris looks like the main point here is that Chris Harris is here to stay. Yeah, so it looks like he is. This one is a very another great hire. I said they hired three outside guys today. I guess it's four if Chris Harris is officially here, right? Or no, actually, he makes up the third. So never mind. It's three. He's the third. Um, it looks like he's going to stay. I know we've had a, a, like two or three weeks now of flux of whether or not Chris Harris is going to be here. Is he actually hired? Has the team announced it? They've announced it, which is seemingly a very good step in the direction of he's going to be here. The only 
loose end that hasn't been tied up is whether or not he's still interviewing for that Texans DC job. We don't know whether or not he's being allowed to have the interview. Um, I'm legally speaking, according to the rules, I believe that he is. We don't know if he's had it or not. Perhaps he's already had it and the Texans have told him that they're going to go another direction. Perhaps he's declined the interview and decided he wants to stay in Nashville. Whatever the case, it seems like there's a, at the very least, 95% chance that he is staying here in Nashville. So thank you, JT, for helping us wrap up uh, all of those hires and and collecting some thoughts on on each of those folks, giving us a little bit of background. Before we go and look at that, we actually have kept it short. I'm, I'm so proud of myself for once. Uh, I just have a couple of thoughts kind of to wrap up here before we get out. The, the first is this. So Lucas Panzica over at 104.5, he pointed this out on Twitter, and I thought it was a, a good way of encapsulating today's today's hires and the results of this hiring cycle for the Titans from a coaching perspective, as the dust settles heading into next season, the Titans are going to have nine different assistant coaches that are either new to the staff or working in new roles on the staff. Four of them are new. So actually I was wrong. There are four and five of them are switching their job descriptions. It's certainly the most coaching staff turnover in the Mike Fribble era. And listen, ultimately on paper, that should be the kind of thing that fans and media alike look at and say, okay, so there are some changes being made here. I just don't, I don't know how you can square nine new assistant coaches with the idea that, oh, well, since Tim Kelly's the OC and Mike Rabel's still the head coach, things are just going to be the same old, same old going into next season, at least from an offensive standpoint. I just, I don't see that. I, I think that everything that they've done in their hires, as well as everything that they've said in their media availability points to this team changing a lot still. The other thing that's important to point out is that I don't think any of this is going to matter at the end of the day if the Titans don't get better players. All of this fighting and chaos surrounding the hiring news today, people being upset, some being pleased, none of it's going to matter if the Titans don't spend this offseason getting their roster into much, much, much better shape than it was in 2022. There is no coordinator in the world that succeeds ultimately in getting them to the finish line with the the you know toolbox of players that they had at their disposal down the stretch in 2022 it just doesn't happen um and so what they ultimately have to do this offseason is improve this roster dramatically and then then these coaching hires are going to matter in the grand scheme of winning a super bowl so enter Rand carthon that's what he's going to have to do and it's what this team and what fans and media really should be focused on and i understand we're focused on the news of the day but Going through the offseason, the focus should be, and ultimately it will be, because the players are what really turn out the ratings and get people's attention, should be focused on who this team brings in to play football and to be coached by these new coaches. They can't coach guys to success if the roster stinks. So Rand Carthon is going to have a big role in that. Speaking of Rand Carthon and the roster, important note, kind of a side note from the press conference with Mike Vrabel today, he said uh, when asked about what the OC hire means for Ryan Tannehill, he said, quote, I don't think anything. I talked to Ryan. I let him know which direction we were headed. I don't want to speak for him, but he sounds excited. And then he added that Tannehill's been in the building almost every single day. He didn't say since when, but it sounds like Tannehill's been very present with the Titans this offseason, and it sounds like he and Mike Rabel and Rand Carthon have been in communication a good bit 
and 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 Mike added at the end of that that he and Carthon continue to evaluate evaluate the entire roster, which includes the quarterback position and Ryan Tannehill. But as we've been saying all offseason, JT, and as I said this exact month last offseason, um, despite many saying that I was foolish and wrong. Ryan Tannehill is going to be the quarterback of this team going into 2023. I think that there's a 97.6% chance that he, barring him you know, tearing his ACL skiing this offseason or the Titans changing their mind dramatically and falling in love with one of these young quarterbacks and deciding to sell the farm. I don't see that happening at all, but it, you know, it's not impossible. There's a very, 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 very strong chance to the point that I'm comfortable saying he is going to be the quarterback at least through the next season for this team. So get used to it, get over it. Like th there's a lot of things that this team can do um, outside of getting a new quarterback. And as I've argued for a couple of weeks now, things that this team should do this off season, instead of changing their quarterback room that can make this team dramatically better this year. And so that's what they're going to have to focus on because I think that Ryan Tannehill is the plan going forward. My last point JT is this. Reflecting on the results of today and the chaos that has ensued online and in the fan base and in the media, what sticks out to me from a 10,000-foot perspective is that this is an inflection point in the Mike Vrabel era, in his tenure as the head coach for the Titans. We've seen one of these, by, by my estimation so far, only one. This is the second one, and it's a sink-or-swim moment for Vrabel. It's the kind of thing... This, this hiring cycle for him and how he chooses to go into next season philosophically is an inflection point in his career that if he sinks, I think will ultimately lose him the confidence of a lot of fans and media and probably of his bosses. But if he swims, it's just going to further bolster the idea that, yeah, Mike Vrabel is one of the best coaches in the league and he knows what he's doing. And a lot of times he's smarter than the average fan yelling at him on Twitter. The the first time we saw an inflection point like this for him, which I think is important to point out, the only other time we've had this kind of weight and gravity behind an offseason um, change that he's made, or lack of change in this case, is when he chose to stick by Shane Bowen as the DC after the 2020 season, in which the Titans' defense was abysmal. He was essentially that offseason blaming the personnel for a lot of their woes in 2022 or 2020 rather and and charging John Robinson at the time in the front office to go and get him better players to coach and they did that and then they had one of the best most ferocious defenses in the league the next two years he was proven right he blamed the shortcomings primarily on personnel that gamble paid off despite many being furious at him in the offseason and saying that they'd lost confidence in him as the coach and saying that this was the kind of thing that'll get him fired and in the end he was right now he needs to be right this time too you can't go 50 percent on these big inflection points but if his track record has anything to say for the kind of off-season wisdom needed to navigate a ship through treacherous waters or to make big decisions like this that have dramatic ramifications Mike Ribble seems to be the kind of guy for the job. He has he has my faith in him as the head coach of this team until until otherwise proven wrong. And I don't think that today's actions prove uh, prove me wrong and believe me that he knows what he's doing at all. So that's it for today. Appreciate everybody tuning in for our emergency press conference. Uh, <laughs> our emergency uh, we'll call it an emergency press conference. Emergency podcast here. 
uh, with the Titans making these big hiring moves. Real quick before we go, not going to sell anything today. Check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to the show where you get your podcasts. Leave a rating or review, all that good stuff. If you want to advertise with us, hit us up on social media. We'd love to do that. Blah, 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 blah. You've heard it all before. We'll save it for a longer show. But today, just to remind you, today's show on Wednesday morning, then Thursday morning, tomorrow morning, if you're listening to this, the day that it comes out, we've got our episode that was supposed to come out today, our draft episode with our buddy James Foster of A to Z Film Room and No Flags Film. And then on Friday, at least one special guest will be joining us to talk about the Super Bowl best bets, which is, in fact, coming up this weekend. It's hard to even remember that the Super Bowl is coming up with all of this swirling Titans news. But we've got one more game to go in the 2022 season before a champion is crowned. So we'll talk Super Bowl as well as, I'm sure, a lot more fallout from today's hiring. So show today show Thursday, show Friday, and then we'll be back on our regular schedule, I think, unless anything else crazy happens next Monday morning. So hopefully you'll tune in with, tune in with us tomorrow and Friday. Until then, for producer JT, I'm your host, Easton Freeze. We'll talk to you tomorrow.